Come on in. Hey, friends. You are now tuned in to the Beginner's Guide Podcast with your host, who do the most? Before I get into this episode, I want to make this disclaimer because people keep asking me this when I'm having conversations with people. They'll stop me and be like, wait, where are you from? So I just need y'all to know that I am from Philly, but based on the way I talk, I feel like I've never really been a Philly girl. Um, And then I moved to Memphis and have lived in Memphis for the past four years. So it's a little bit of a Southern little twang or whatever. So they say, so if you hear it and you're like, this is not fitting into any of the accents that I know, it's a little bit of a blend. It's a little bit of a mix. This episode today is for all of my people who are making moves. In our culture, typically we describe making moves as getting money, getting into a bag, doing new things. Um, But this episode is specifically for those people who are actually moving their body and their things to another space or place. So story time. In 2019, I graduated from the Howard University and moved to Memphis, Tennessee for a free master's degree. Um, And I was contracted to stay there for three years in order for the degree to be free. So right after I graduated, I went home for like a month and then I moved down to Memphis, which will become important later. So I moved to Memphis. I got that degree. I lived in an apartment building that was beautiful. They paid for it. Everybody in the program lived there. It was similar to like college. So after that one year, we got the boot no shade but like we had to go we had to find our own places to live so after I had permanently settled in Memphis I was a little sad of course just like college after you're done you have a little bit of a break so I got done in May of 2019 so I had from June to July before the school year started in Memphis which it starts in August so I went home for that little bit of time In that time, I was looking for homes to rent and live with my roommate. Very exciting. You know, you get to get your own first little home and decorate and do all the big things. So did that. And then I spent like June in the house or June at home in Philly. And then I moved back because it was like, okay, let's get set up before the school year. So we move in and I'm excited. I love a thrill. I love something new. I love to feel progress. So I'm like, yeah, let's get into it. So then it's a couple weeks and I permanently settled. We've done the moving process. We've had our first couple weeks and I was sad from that moment until like the end of that school year or calendar year. I don't even remember which one. It felt like the worst year of my life thus far. I feel like I was depressed. I don't know. And I don't like to just throw that term around, but I felt like it because it was different than just the sadness. I started therapy. I wasn't feeling my day-to-day routine. I missed home more than I could ever have imagined. And it wasn't like it was all these grand things happening, but it was just the opportunity to do the basics that at home that was just taking me out. And then on top of all of that, your girl Rona showed up. What? I don't know what was going on. So a whole pandemic had hit. I completely had forgot about that. I feel like it could have caused the sadness that I was feeling, but... I I don't know. I really had days where like I was in the house and I didn't get out of my bed for like 
two hours. And that's just not like me. Like, usually I'm going to get up, I'm going to poke around, I'm going to clean some stuff up. That wasn't happening. Um, I was, like, around people, but I still felt like it wasn't fulfilling. I still felt like I was by myself. Sometimes I didn't even want to be around people. The type of person I am, I'm like, well, I don't want to give off this vibe like I'm being standoffish or I'm declining every offer to go somewhere and do something. But it didn't feel like if I did those things, I would be fulfilled. So very standoffish, very like just didn't want to move, didn't want to be up and didn't want to be out there. So I had to figure out what was that all about? Because if it's one thing about me, I'm going to investigate. I'm going to be Sherlock Holmes about myself because I need to understand what's going on and why the math is not math. And why am I shifting from being like this to being like this? So. I started to investigate and the result was that it had something to do with not being at home and the permanence of the move and settling into Memphis. Like I'm very simplistic. I love family. I like friends. I like going to somebody's house. They could be getting their hair done. We could be watching a movie, anything impromptu, running errands. If you like rain, I'm about to go to the supermarket. You want to go? Yeah, I do. Because all of those are things that make me feel loved. Like, I, I guess it's a little bit a part of my love language, even though quality time is not really my top line, love language. But all of those things were contributing to why I felt like I did. Going through that and coming out of that, I learned a lot of different things about myself. And I really learn some tips and tricks to like just get through that process obviously mostly after it had already been done and some of the things I was doing in a moment but I don't think that I actually I don't know how I came to the conclusion that those things would actually help and actually I'm not even gonna lie some of those things did come from listening to podcasts which is one of the reasons why your girl is starting this one because I've just gained a lot from listening to people share and give different advice. In retrospect, I realized that there's like some phases to a moving process. And it don't matter if you go in there for a job or school or you just wanted to move. I think that they apply regardless of the reason for your move. So I think about it like the phases of a relationship when you start talking to somebody. So, you know, first you have like the honeymoon phase. This is when it's fresh, it's new. That was me moving and I was doing all the things, looking for the house and decorating or thinking about decorations. I felt a lot of purpose. I felt a lot of progress in my new role, excited for the school year to teach, um, enjoying the people that I met along the way. That's that honeymoon phase. My advice to people when you first move and you're in that phase, is to take all of that in. All of the the highs and the joys and the feelings of purpose and progress is going to be helpful to you to reflect on in the following phases of the move. Once you're done with the honeymoon and everything is not super great anymore, you start to have a little bit of struggles, you get into reality. For me, in the moving process, Reality is you outside of the purpose that you moved there for. So you knew you were going to be getting a degree or you knew you were going to be having this new job and you put a lot of focus into that, right? Like me, I'm 
laser focus. If I know I'm coming to do something, I'm a tunnel vision through so that I can give it my best. And I'm not really thinking about all of the outside factors and things that make me a person and make life feel full while I'm going through um, any type of new educational or professional process. So when reality hits, you have to start addressing and acknowledging who you are outside of that purpose and start reorienting and developing a daily life that kind of mimics what you had before. During that time is when it gets hard. For me, that was when we had been in the house for a couple of weeks and there was nothing really happening. We had I had a community of people, but it wasn't like family. You know, it was like still budding friendships. And sometimes you don't really know how to operate with people in that period. So the first thing I had to do was I had to reflect on that honeymoon phase. I had to recall the things that I enjoyed, um, who I enjoyed in that time. What about the different events and spaces and things I was doing that I enjoyed? Why did I enjoy them? And then I had to attempt to recreate those experiences. For example, we did a lot of trivia nights and being with those people going out to eat and having drinks and having that time was something I I enjoyed. So in my reality phase, I'm like, okay, well, let me reach out to people and ask them to do things like trivia. Or if people are reaching out to me about doing things, I can suggest the trivia and all of the different things that I used to enjoy when I was getting my degree. Then in that phase of reality, you got to find community. Any small group of people who you can do things with, like even if it's not the vibes you get when you with your real like homegirls or all the guys that you really like kick it with, you have to have a pocket of time where you are with people and are trying to form a community. I'm very much a, the vibes is off, very much want authentic vibes and like things that are life giving. But when you have those types of relationships for so long and then you move and have to start over, you feel like you should automatically have those same types of relationships again. And that's not true. We got to figure out how to start again and build relationships like that. And sometimes like I'm guilty of forgetting how I even started the, the close bonds that I have. So I was just like, I don't even know how to begin to build these bonds with people in a whole nother place. So you have to find that community that's going to give you an outlet. And those people, like for me, those people in the community, even though they were people who I wouldn't normally hang with or they didn't seem like the people from college or home or wherever, they exposed me to new things and new experiences that now I can add to my repertoire of things that I enjoy doing. So, for example, like I'm a teacher. And I had to lean into that community of people at work. They were actually truly a bright light in my first year. Like, it was nothing but laughs. If you ask teachers, when you have a lot of teacher friends, it can start to consume you. And conversations can be about kids and school and everything work. And it's like, "Mm, but we want to escape. Like, we don't want to have to talk about students in school every time. And so with that teacher community that I had, 
they was talking to me about real life. Like they were older, they had kids, they had families, they were planning in Memphis. And so it allowed me to have an escape from just focusing on teacher stuff. And I could actually feel like I was a part of somebody else's life. I knew somebody else's life and I had other things to talk to them about besides school. And it was genuinely nothing but laughs. And I'll tell them to this day, like y'all are one of the major reasons why I was able to be sustained in Memphis. So you definitely have to find that community. And then, yes, you want to reflect and have community to try to recreate or establish new routines and new life. But you also want to communicate. Like if you have friends and people who you are still in touch with from home or from that old place, make time to talk with them still and keep them updated on what's happening in your daily life like how you're feeling um but make it healthy and that might not be everybody's struggle but for me I had made it unhealthy like I feel like there were times where I would have preferred to be on the phone and talking to somebody from home as opposed to being in the moment and enjoying where I was with new people and trying to make new experiences so while you do want to stay connected with them, you also don't want to keep yourself from in the moment experiences that you could be creating. Also, communicate with yourself. Writing, take your time to genuinely just think and have that quiet to really process what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. And also take time for yourself by yourself to explore the city and do things that you would do in your hometown or wherever you were comfortable in that new city and doing it by yourself. Like you genuinely don't need or always need another person to do something. And that's something that I'm still learning. But when you do go out there and you do start exploring by yourself, you start to realize like, oh, I enjoy being with me doing things that I enjoy. For example, I really love nature. Like I like being outside. It feels peaceful. It feels calm. It's beautiful. And you know, I'm in Memphis and it's grass and trees and parks and openness. So it was just beautiful to take in. Because I love nature, but I also had a demanding job as a teacher and and being a first year where there's so much to do, I would take my teacher work and I would go and do it outside, which brings the best of both worlds together, right? You take something that might be stressing you out or making you sad, which in that case, teaching was stressing me out and making me sad, not gonna lie. And I took it outside so that I could be doing something I needed to do while being somewhere I wanted to be and doing something that I wanted to do, which was experience being outside and being in nature. And then the third phase was commitment. In that phase, you're just maturing enough to accept your placement because you made some form of commitment. So if you were in if you're in a situation like mine where it's something educational and it's something contracted. So I committed and signed my name and said that I would be there for three years. I had to remind myself of the commitment that I made and why I actually made the move. Because it was ultimately to better me and better my professional skills, right? Now, if you move just because, you really have to commit to giving yourself time. Because you might not be there for a specific purpose, but the commitment is really to yourself because you owe it to yourself to give yourself time to learn and enjoy the city. I was reading a book, and this is not a plug for real, but I was reading The Vanishing Half, 
and I can't remember the author's name, but one of the things that she said was that you have to do a minimum of two years in a city to kind of know if it's your place and if you belong. And I agree. I feel like in year one of you going somewhere, that's when you're settling in. You're going to spend about a third of the year, I feel like a half of the year, really settling in, getting all the decor and making your space feel comfortable. And then a third of that year is you getting used to the routines and the requirements of whatever it is. And then it's only in year two where you get to kind of relax. You kind of get to develop and really see real life. Year two is when it's really like, okay, set in. Like you've been here, you have the home to go to, you have the job, you have the routine. And so now you kind of get to experience and have more freedom. And I think in that second year is when you can actually really take the time or after that second year, take the time to see if it's really a place that you belong. So if you come to me like, Serene, I just moved to da 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 and I'm ready to go. And it's month two. I'm going to tell you, hold on, wait one second. You got to give it more time. And anybody who was beside me when I was going through my moving process probably thinks I'm a hypocrite because I was really in that thing like week three. I don't think this is right. Same thing actually when I went to Howard. I think it was during our freshman week. I literally called my cousin like, did I come to the right place? And she just reminded me like that I had to give it time and that I had really thought through and prayed through this whole process. So like, just trust it. So don't talk to me about leaving a place if you haven't given it two years. Um, But I do also want to make the disclaimer that if in the process of you going through these phases and like trying to find community and reflecting and recreating experiences and talking to people from home and communicating with yourself and trying to make sure your mental health is intact and you feel like it's not successful, I believe that it's 100% okay for you to abort that mission because your sanity and your peace and your well-being is way more important than some new career title or some money you finna have to owe these people back or whatever the case may be. I don't think that we can give anything if we are not okay with ourselves or in in ourselves so in conclusion i say do it try the new things in the new spaces and embrace it if you have an opportunity to move or go somewhere for a good cause please do it please seek counsel from the lord seek counsel from the people who you trust and all of that and just do it um it's so rewarding regardless of the outcome regardless of whether you stay in that new place for as long as you thought or you leave earlier than you thought, it's all rewarding. It's an opportunity when you move to step outside of the norm. And when you step outside of your norm, that creates a brighter and wider worldview, which makes life definitely more beautiful. So if you're moving to a new space and place and you realize some things are not quite right and it starts to feel shaky or you start to feel unsure or you're not sure how to navigate through it, Give yourself grace because you're just a beginner. 